Alright ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first edition of the podcast, Geeking It. I am your host, Andre C, and I'm here with my good buddy, Nick. How's it going, Nick? Pretty good. How about you? Ah, pretty good. Pretty good. So, let's get a, let's start off talking about what's the podcast going to be all about. So, pretty much, this is just going to be all about the geeky stuff we love, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, so, going to have com- comics, comic book movies, TV shows, re- wrestling, you know, what we love, right? Yeah, yeah. So... Give me a little bit of background of your geekdom. Like, I let me comic fan, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, Marvel guy, 100%. Nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I got a brother who's about five years older than me, so the two of us sort of grew up playing video games. I was kind of the, the player two backseat kind of kid for the start, and then started getting more into the JRPG sort of stuff and fighting games. and Nice. That all sort of led to comics. Comic book movies came out of that, and uh, yeah. Can't, can't really say too much more on that. I mean, I collect collect Marvel first appearances, uh, read a lot of the Robert Kirkman sort of independent stuff, like Invincible. Nice. So, yeah. My background's more, it's, I just kind of found comics when I was a kid, was reading them for a long time, kind of fell out of love with them for a bit there, kind of in high school, then after high school I kind of found it again. It's, I don't it know, it was one of the... Specific, uh, specific comic turning point or was it just life just life i guess it just kind of just fell out of it i I think it's because i became a fan of wrestling right around 2000 2001 right as i was going to high school i kind of think wrestling just replaced it weirdly enough makes sense (laughs) you think for someone like me i think it would be both but now it is (laughs) yeah i don't know just and then sometimes it's sometimes it's tough to deal with being a, a diehard of two things at the same time yeah, I, I, I got it back into comics probably after high school when I was working and I could kind of afford to buy my own comics again. Mm-hmm. I guess it just was like I was getting older and I know my parents stopped buying them and I started buying them for myself. So this is what it was. So and then obviously comic book movies that much more. Right. So. And yeah. so comp, as we're talking about comp, as I say comp movies, we're going to firstly talk about Doctor Strange. Who, which just mm-hmm. recently came out, and both of us saw an opening weekend. Yeah, what, yeah. Give me your overall view of this movie. I thought it was good. The, the, the big thing for me, actually, that like blew my mind was the minute that I saw Scott Adkins walking behind uh, Kaecilius as one of his disciples. Yeah. Because you know who Scott Adkins is, right? Not sure. To explain it to he's me. A, He's a really, really famous stuntman who, uh, in the Undisputed movies, he played Yuri Boyka. Okay. So he's he's uh, he's good at all the like really, really, really impressive looking fighting. Oh wow! Okay. I didn't, actual, I didn't know that really. <laughs> oh yeah, he's got the martial arts background to back it up too. Like he's actually pretty accomplished as a legitimate fighter too. So nice. The second I saw his face, I was like, oh, there's gonna be a good scene. And then the scene with him was uh. When they were fighting in the sanctuary and he gets wrapped up by the cape, that's the guy. Oh, oh, the guy is just like choked out by the cape. Yeah. Oh, the, I, I, I love that part. Like I, this was actually one of my favorite movies I've seen from Marvel. It actually in a long time. Like I've been a fan of everything. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. I think because it was such a departure from what we've seen over the past, the entire time, really, it's magic. Other than Thor, we haven't really seen magic into the well, universe. 
The cool thing about magic in the Marvel Universe is if you listen to any of the interviews by uh, Kevin Feige or Feig or whatever his name is, the head of Marvel Studios. I, I say Feige. Feige? Yeah, yeah, fair enough. He pretty outright said that magic doesn't exist in the Marvel Universe, including Doctor Strange. So what is it? I don't get what that what that would mean, though. That's the thing. That's, that... His was quantum physics. Doctor Strange was quantum physics. Like, uh, there's actually a guy on YouTube. Uh, his name's Matt Pat, Matthew Patrick. He's got a series of channels that sort of deal with the science and the sociology and the culture and everything like that behind things in comics and video games and movies. Okay. And he does about a 10-minute breakdown of how quantum physics actually applies to a lot of the magic in Doctor Strange. Oh, wow. And it's really cool. Like A lot of the stuff he does, like he does uh, what a bullet build from Super Mario actually do enough damage to kill you, and it's like... He bases it off of like the standard height and weight of Mario versus like the speed based in like the frames, and it's really cool. Wow. Okay. I, I, that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah, he's got two big channels called uh, the Game Theorists and Film Theorists, and they pretty much tackle their own independent mediums there. Okay, but I, yeah. I I just like how Doctor Strange opens it up for. There's a lot of like lesser known comic books that deal with whatever Cat and Feige wants to call it. I still call it magic, the magic side of the universe. Wait, yeah. I think it really opens it up, especially now you're going to see with Thor Ragnarok, you're obviously going to see Doctor Strange in there, and it's supposed mm-hmm. to be, I think, a planet Hulk, uh, take off a planet Hulk on top of it all, I think. Yeah, I've heard that too. So, I just, there's, like, like uh, Adam Warlock, who is a, was known as a member of the Guardians of the Galaxy, is is a big instance of magic in the universe, in the, in the Marvel Universe. We saw him actually in uh, the cocoon for Adam Warlock in Guardians of the Galaxy 1 is one of the Easter eggs in one of the pods in the collector's room. But I think having Doctor Strange opens it up for more characters like him to come out. And I think it'll make the Thanos stuff with the Infinity Gauntlet more plausible, having had introduced magic into everything. Yeah, well, they sort of explained away Scarlet Witch as like a mutation instead of magic, which I thought was kind of a cop-out. But yeah. I'm not sure, obviously, what aspects of her they had access to before they would get into trouble with uh, with Fox over the mutants. So, well, the whole thing was if if and you look at the comics, they retconned Quicksilver and uh, Scarlet Witch. To, they're actually humans, yeah. or they retconned that they're not actually Magneto's children, that they're actually humans, and that's where they get their powers from. I don't the the the, the movies have, yeah, Terrigen Mist. The movies haven't explicitly said that because they were experimented on to give their powers. I don't yeah. know if that was had to do with Inhuman stuff. I'm, I'm, I hope it does. I'm sure they had to. Uh, they had to retcon them to get them, like to get the rights to use them. Well, because if they had, like they can't use the word mutants, they well, have the, to call the funny, people gifted and stuff like that, right? The funny thing is though, with with the Avengers franchise, Quicksilver yeah. and Scarlet Witch are part of the Avengers franchise, like in yeah. the comic books and everything. So it was it was a weird medium that two of the, the, the both companies had had rights to uh, Quicksilver because you've seen two different versions right because Marvel owned them in the Avengers category and X and Fox owned them in the X Men category so yeah. that's why you got to see why they both had play with it because he was technically a member of the Avengers also so that's why they had rights to use him in the movies yeah I suppose but. Uh... I mean, they did have to get away from using. They had to get away from using mutants, though. Yeah. 
So like they couldn't use Wolverine even though he's been an Avenger because his background is so heavily based in X-Men. Yeah, cause he, but it's just yeah. for some reason, I don't know how it worked out. But I, I just I, – I think it opens up perfectly for everything. And I, I, I loved – I love Benedict Cumberbatch. His portrayal, I thought, was pretty amazing in this movie. Just, oh yeah, he's like, always awesome. Have like, you ever watched uh, Sherlock? Oh, I love that. I love Sherlock, and he plays such a. He doesn't play an asshole in there. He plays like a guy who he's so smart that he, everything's just he can't. Everything's so logic based, right? Yeah. I think that per, per, works perfectly. You kind of you could see the way he played Sherlock, but play him more of a as a dickhead because <laughs> at the start of the <laughs> at, in the first half of this movie he is a real dick like i you you don't like him at first like i didn't i, did. I didn't like him at first because i and you get but the thing is he turns into more of a likable character as the movie goes on i found him as a, like really an arrogant jerk in the start of this movie yeah, I mean, the thing for me was he responded probably how I would, too, if someone said, magic. Yeah, oh, don't get me wrong. I'd be Somebody... like, oh, what the hell are you talking about? You're an idiot. And then they'd prove it to me, and I'd be like, oh, okay. okay oh, I, let's see how this goes. I'd be exactly the same way. I'd be going, like, what are you talking about? This is stupid. But, I call him I, a jabroni. <laughs> yeah, but I, I just I, – this portrayal was good, and I thought the cast overall, everybody really – did well to the parts. The ancient one, uh, I think Tilda Swinton. Yeah. She, I thought she was actually really, really good in her role. It just, I don't know. I just really liked, I, I really liked the cast overall. I just thought the bad guy plot was a little weak. The Caecilius thing? Yeah. It, it just, it, it seemed like very unmotivated. It didn't, it, it, I don't know. It was, I mean, it, it sort of felt like, he was trying to go on a betrayal angle where it's like he felt betrayed by the people that wouldn't give him power. And it's just sort of like, why? It, why weren't – like, it, it's why did he feel so bad? Like, it's like yeah. there's like how many other wi- – sorcerers, uh, uh, let's say wizards, but yeah. how many other sorcerers there that haven't been given this power either? So why do you feel the right to be – that you should be given this power versus everybody else? That's well, I mean what, it's also the fact that he's the only one that made the discovery of where the power came from. True. Like it's all coming. I mean, you saw with Mordo too. As soon as he figured it out, he was sort of turned as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I, I, I truly believe his his is going to be a difference. He wants to get rid of magic altogether, versus controlling the magic for bad things. Because that's what he said. Yeah. He wants to get rid of them all. Well, he has more like a pious path, whereas Cassilius was just greedy. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't know. It, it just and then the one the thing that bothered me was the whole where Doctor Strange actually. Uh, did that whole keeps going that like, keeps playing the same thing over in time thing? Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was cool, but it's like okay, this is it, it. Just I think it played too long. That's that fair. whole that whole part. Cause I'm just I, after a few minutes of just sitting there like this is getting really boring. They should have done it maybe <laughs> three or four times and then ended it. Not like how like he, he killed him. I don't know how, like over twenty times he killed him. But it, it's I, just like, I, I think I, it was one of those. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I think it was one of those things where it's like they needed to do it either three times or a lot of times, and so they they went for, for a lot instead of three. For me, I'm a person that would I would have taken the three times. Like I I don't need that tw- twenty times, forty times to to get it across. I understand after three, but that's me. 
Yeah. Um. I mean, I liked it. I sort of thought it was kind of funny oh, how he oh. kept coming up with new ways to kill him and. Don't get me wrong. It's not that I didn't like. It's not that I didn't like it. I just thought it was a little too long, a little okay. too much. But it, it was. It, it was cool that they that it was just, that all different ways he did kill him. But it's just like I could have done with three or four times of killed and then move the plot on. But you know, it, it, it it's Marvel. They like to swing for the fences most of the time, right? So. Yeah. And I mean, so, doing it doing it not an excessive amount of times would almost sort of devalue the whole like we are in a time loop. Is this is infinite? Like it's true. gotta almost go on too long. I do agree to that because it, yes, they're in influence. So he's trying to kill him over and over to get out of it, but he can't get out of it. I understand that whole part. I really. Yeah. So after this, what we got next is Guardians of the Galaxy next, and Black Panther and Thor Ragnarok next year, right? Yeah. So what do you just? Before we move on, and I tell you, what what do you think of those three coming up? Like, what do you like? Which one of those three are you looking forward to most? Guardians two for sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, Black Panther's gonna be sweet. I don't really know what the tone is gonna be. I'm kind of hoping it's more serious. I, I but uh, Guardians. Just, sorry, j- yeah. just off of the the guy who played the uh, Chadwick Boseman, how he played Black Panther, I think it's gonna be serious. But I think I, I, I do think we're probably gonna get some good cameos in that movie from Captain America and 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 a couple other characters we did see in before. Yeah, Which, I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, and I did forget to say Spider Man comes out next year too. Spider Man Homecoming, yeah. Yeah, so you got that's four Marvel game. that's four Marvel movies in one. Well, one's a Sony movie, but it really four Marvel Universe movies in one year. Yeah. Have we seen that? I don't think we've seen four in one year before. Uh, like maybe it, the second year of Phase One. Possibly. I'm not sure. Like, but like honestly, I don't like because you got three coming up of the Marvel Studios and one coming from Sony, which is associated with Marvel now for the yeah. Spider-Man stuff. And I think that's gonna be a huge comic book for comic book movies next year. It's gonna be it's either gonna be amazing, I think it might wear people out, or it's gonna get people or people are just gonna be by the time Thor comes around, gonna be like, I, we don't care anymore. Yeah, it could it could do that, but I think Thor's got an, enough going for it with the the rumors of plan. Well, it's already been uh, confirmed, like a version Planet of Planet Hulk, Hulk and yeah. Doctor Strange also being in it. Which this was actually a sleeper hit movie. Got she came was getting getting really good reviews, getting good good box office. So I think and a lot of people, I think there's people seeing it that are just better to Cumberbatch fans too. That haven't oh, yeah. been watching because like he's the kind of actor that can bring a, a fandom with him, and having a guy like him putting him into Thor Ragnarok, which I think the second weakest of all the movies coming out next year. Yeah, well, it's it's interesting that they were willing to put a minor franchise on him just because, as far as Benedict Cumberbatch goes, he was not necessarily untested as a leading man in, in movies, but he hasn't really been the lead very much aside from the one about Alan Turing. But that wasn't at that same type of audience, so it was sort of one of those things where it's like it was a bit of a gamble, but he has a big enough following that like I think it it, paid off pretty well. If Doctor Strange didn't work out like as as we've seen it it doing, I don't think it would have been as huge of a loss than what other movies have been like. Like had Guardians not worked out, I think it would have still everything could have still kept going on the train it was because. Guardians, I think they were, yes, they spent money on it, but I think they were expecting that it might not draw. Yeah. This is, I think, another franchise where they were like, let's go for it, but it may not bring everybody in. 
but it did because Marvel, it seems like if it's got Marvel on it, it's going to make money. Yeah, and I mean, the ones that aren't, like, core characters, they can sort of spin different types of tones on, like, Guardians of the Galaxy and Ant-Man were, like, the two big Ant-Man, sort of comedy the, ones. That was the best, like, to me, I had so much fun with that one. I'm surprised how many people didn't like Ant-Man. I, that, I was surprised. But, like, for yeah. me, I just, I, I thought, because it was, it, it's essentially a heist movie. It's not, mm-hmm. it's a heist movie where a guy has a, has a bit of some superpowers. Which is to me what really got that movie across to me. Marvel's Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> that I just uh, Michael Pena. I just I want him to be in more Marvel movies. Just show up and be a comic relief for everybody. I just <laughs> thought he was just perfect as, as the buddy. I just yeah. I, I admit I, I when I saw Ant Man in Civil War, I was just hoping where's Pena? Where's Pena? Where's Pena? You know what I mean? You just want Pena to be there because it's just. They were you play off each other so well, yeah, yeah. So all stuff about like you know my buddy's cousin's cleaning lady's uncle <laughs> told me a story that he is told by this guy. Oh, it's just <laughs> it was so good. It, it's just I and I hope we see because it and Ant Man and the Wasp comes out in a couple of years. I, I look forward to seeing him back for that, and I just I look forward to the future of what Marvel really produces, and I'm really. Be, with Black Panther being a, a, a very much less than like, – I think Doctor Strange has, has, a, has a big following in the combo world. But I think Black Panther, he's never been a big popular character in the comic books either. He's a he's a vital character but never been a super big one, I don't think. Yeah, well, I mean his own like single uh, – like the, one, the comics he headlined have never really pushed the same types of numbers as a lot of the other guys that have had feature movies. But – that's At why I think that time, one's a like, big a big risk next year because like that, that one's the biggest risk on all four of those movies. Like everybody knows Spider Man, everybody's gonna check out Spider Man. We all know I that. I don't know that. I don't know that it necessarily is that big of a risk though because as far as pushing a female lead or a person of color lead, like it gives them an oh, extra benefit. That's just PR. That that's where I was going there because you have a you're pushing a movie all about the really your first lead black superhero. It's not your first black superhero in the franchise, obviously, with Don Cheadle and uh, the guy who played, uh, you know, we talked about uh, Cast Buddy. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, Sam Wilson. Um, what's his name? Yeah. <laughs> How, why are we blanking on this? But you're <laughs> oh, not, well. he's not the first black superhero into these movies, but he's the first lead, black superhero to lead a movie, to be yeah, a leader, I mean, to, be a, to, be a, to be pushed as a star in, this fran- in these franchises. From the from the cast announcement, it looks like the majority of the main cast will be as well. Well, I mean, uh, it makes sense. Wakanda's it's, it's gonna be in, It's gonna be in Wakanda. I just I just wish. I that, mean, it's no Ghost in a Shell where they're gonna cast T'Challa as a white guy. <laughs> oh my God, that would be terrible. But I I wish Mar- <laughs> Marvel and Fox would had it would have had would have made a deal because if you would have had Storm brought into that in to the because she was she was married Queen of Wakanda yeah Queen of Wakanda she, like uh, that would have been a perfect merger like just. A perfect little, even if she wasn't a main character, just a person there. And I don't know that they need Storm yet. But though, no, it, it, I mean, I just would have liked to have the ties. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you could have, you could have maybe even bring back Halle Berry for that role, or or just or you find a, a strong black actress right now to really put push the female black perspective there too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yes, we get Chadwick Boseman there, but it's like, and you may, but. I'm pretty sure they're going to have a strong female 
lead there too in that movie too. Don't get me wrong. Oh, absolutely. But I wouldn't be I, I surprised. I just wish it if, would have been Aurora, though. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's one of those things where if they're taking right after Civil War, they're going to be basically doing uh, his induction to like being the king. It's going to be this is crown. yeah. This is I mean, just becoming the king. He's going to essentially be like learning to rule his kingdom by himself because he's been with his father, like his father's yeah. right hand man for so long, being the number two guy who's been learning for the story, but now he has to figure out how to run his kingdom while also being part of now a team of Avengers. And, and eventually there will be a call for him. Probably by the end of the movie, we'll figure it will be, we'll get our teaser for after credits. Yeah. Like, or whatever, you know what I mean? At the end, we're going to see that teaser of where he's going to go into yeah. infinity war. Or in the future, in the, probably inf- there'll be that Infinity War teaser, how he's going to fit in, probably. Yeah, I could see that. I, I'm I mean, guessing obviously. it'll be. I'm guessing it'll be. It'll be Cap and possibly Cap showing back up in Wakanda, needing to wake up Bucky, and recruiting Black Panther. Probably, I think it's going to be something along that sorts at the end of the, in that post scene to go to fight it, go to Avengers Infinity War. Yeah, I, I just it just feels how it would end to me. How, how that that just feels like yeah, a teaser, I mean, you know gonna, what I mean? Like, yeah, well, they're gonna have to bring back Bucky in the near future because of all the talk of uh, Captain America getting passed down to him. Like, I, I have that feeling that it's gonna be Cap. Maybe uh, actually another way I could see that them going is Cap dying because they said they're doing it in t- or in two parts or whatever, right? Yeah. It's actually now War. Sorry, it's now Avengers: Infinity War, and then it's me in another Avengers movie next year. But essentially, it's being filmed together. I could yeah. see maybe Infinity War being where Cap dies, and the end of that movie is where Bucky's picking up the shield, or he maybe he gets unfrozen by by Black Panther says we need you, and he picks up the shield. As long as it's not another temporal bullet like the first death of Captain America. <laughs> oh, please no. He was shot and displaced through time. Oh, there's just been so many. Just bad well, things. Like Batman being killed, but he's lost in time. Ah, it's, oh, so pretty, many bad. Pretty rare that a character stays dead when they die. The the longest of them all, though, is probably was actually probably Bucky because they killed him off back in the 50s or whatever there. And he stayed dead till, what, 2006 when they reintroduced the Winter Soldier character? Or when they brought that character to life? Yeah, that sounds about right. Other than that, the only other major character that stayed dead for a good amount of time was Barry Allen, the Flash. But they yeah. still they he brought came him back. back. To the Speed Force, right? They brought him back, but that was what, like twenty some years later, which yeah. was probably one of the longest deaths in in comic history outside of Bucky. Well, hey, we're I'm, still waiting on Goliath. <laughs> he died in Civil War. Yeah, but when was like how long ago was Civil War though? But I think that twenty eleven. Yeah. 10? Oh, Civil War's before that. Well, yeah, it? before that. Yeah, it's in the mid two thousands there, but like. Yeah. Yeah. Do really do we need six. do we need Goliath back really do we I don't think he's no. gonna really affect much like <laughs> unless they resurrect unless they resurrect him here in Civil War two but or they resurrected him in Civil War two I don't know but I haven't no. read it yet so he was too minor of a character yeah he was just essentially the the person to kill off so everybody goes what the hell and, and everything fires off from there hey you never know maybe they'll do a Battle World two and they'll bring him back from another. Oh no! Universe. Oh no! Please no more Battle World. <laughs> please no more. I, I I actually stopped reading during Battle World. That whole Battle World crap. That just okay. couldn't. I couldn't stand it. And I came back after. I just. I really oh, you didn't couldn't. Like the Thor core? 
I just really didn't like any of it. I, I, I after like a couple issues of, of what I was reading, I was like, yeah, I'm done for a while. Canceled my subscriptions for a while. Moved over to D- read some DC at the time, and then I came back. It just yeah, it was it, it just was it, it was a little too much for me. So we're talking yeah. about let, let's just move on to com- we're talking about certain talk about comics here. So let's move into comic books right now. Yeah. I I know this is farther down our list as we were planning, but it, it, I think it works now. So it's so organic. <laughs> I, 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 screwed it, I screwed it up there, didn't I? But oh, well. we've been talking comics and what we've been wanting to do on this show is actually each one of us to highlight a, a comic book series that we're currently into and that we're loving. And I'm going to give it to you first and then I'll t- pick up with mine. Yeah. So it's not so much something that I'm reading right now. It's something that I read in the past, but it's become more relevant this last year. Okay. And uh, it's the Runaways. I I've, so, I haven't read them yet. I haven't read the Runaways, but I've I've read of them. Yeah. Fair well, I know there's a, I know there's a girl with a dinosaur. Yeah. So <laughs> break it down for me. Yeah. So pretty much they just got picked up this year to be for a show for Hulu in 2017. Too bad we don't get uh, that in Canada. <laughs> yeah, and it's also being done by the creators of Gossip Girl, so who knows how it's going to turn out. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> then, again, then again, it's CW. They may have influence from the CW. You know what I mean? It's I know it's, Mar- yeah. I know it's Marvel versus DC, but the Gossip Girl came from CW people who have done pretty well with DC. So. It's true. You never know. But, uh, so the big thing pretty much is there's a chance they could turn it into sort of a teen drama. And there's ways that could work, but it's gonna be have to be, it's gonna have to be done in such a specific way if they do it that way. How it goes pretty much is it's a group of kids who they've all known each other for a long, long time. They sort of spend, I think it's a week together every summer. And oh, okay. And when they spend this week together, like their age group sort of varies. Like the older kids kind of look after the younger kids, and all their parents meet up. So. One time, one of the kids decides he's going to sort of see what's going on, and he's crawling around, and I think it was a ventilation shaft. And they look in, and they see, and all of their parents are pairs of supervillains. Supervillains? Like bad guys? Bad guys. Oh, yeah. Nice. And they're they're gearing up to some sort of evil plot, and the kids figure it out, and they run away. So there's the title. The Runaways. Yeah. Okay. And so you find out that, like, uh, there's one girl named Nico Minoru who... Uh, her parents are like these evil wizards, and she discovers that she has magic powers. And uh, there's a one kid who discovers he's a tech genius, and one kid whose parents were time travelers and left her uh, a t- or I think it's a raptor that's like linked to her biologically, so it'll follow her commands and create her mind. Yeah, I've heard of one of them. The power was to control a dinosaur, so that's what I yeah. kind of found cool with that. Yeah, and then there's also a girl who's like an alien that's sort of in the same vein as Starfire from Teen Titans. Oh, okay. And so, yeah, it's, it's pretty much just like they all sort of go on the run and then they are sort of finding the right way to confront their parents and develop their abilities and discover sort of their own pasts. OK. So, yeah, I mean, it, it could work really well as a TV show. It could bomb. So, yeah, either way, we'll see. All right. So we're going to talk about the comic book series I've, been, I've actually been reading lately. It just started up in March. Uh, it's, it's actually the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Something, my childhood, like, I was six years old when Power Rangers debuted in North America, the first season. Like, this is like, like, I think 23 years ago now. 
Ay, 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 ay. Alpha Five. <laughs> yes, sir. It, it, I, I, I loved this series when I was a kid. I watched it. It was, it was in my, it was one of my, like, uh, in my childhood, I remember Ninja Turtles, Ghostbusters, and Power Rangers. The three main things I remember from when I was a little kid. Power Rangers suits for me. And now we got the mm-hmm. comic book series. And about this comic book series has been, I, I've been reading, I'm about four issues in now. Uh, it's eight, eight issues are out so far. I'm, I'm just start, I'm picking up right lately, and I'm four issues in. What I've really liked about it is they've actually updated, like, it was a really cheesy early 90s show, and it was really based in that early 90s. There were all these, every kid is good, but, but it's really, it's updated to now be taking place in 2016 area, right? Okay. And it, 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 it starts out just after the Green Ranger, uh, they, tur- they turn him good. Which was, yeah. I think, episode 10 or 11 in the original series. Just after they turn him good. And he... And it's, it's a little different because they actually... It actually has... Like, Zach actually questioning... Should we really trust him? Should he really be part of the team? I like that it, it's showing actual emotion in it now. It, it, it's showing people not... It's like he he was their enemy. Why? Like in the original series, it's like oh he's a, he's a power he's a power. Oh, we broke the spell. He's automatically good now. But and it shows Tommy actually wrestling with a conscience, which is actually Rita Repulsa, and trying yeah. to convince him to go back to the bad side. And it, and it reveals it a couple issues in that it's actually she still has a bit of influence on him, and she's still trying she's still trying to mess with his head. And I, I just. So you think it's going to boil down to him hesitating in a fight and someone getting hurt, or I don't know how it goes yet because also she's trying to take his power away from him. Following the, it's it's following the TV show the same way she's trying to take his power from him. So yeah. you know, and we all know he eventually becomes the White Ranger. He loses yep. the power and becomes the White Ranger. So I, I I just like the way they're building it. It feels like the thing he he's doubting himself, which is the big thing, which we never saw in the, obviously in the TV series because you know. The way they portray them, but the comic book, he's done himself. And I actually could see him being like in a fight, going, "I don't know what to do here," because he, he's so conflicted with what Rita is pushing on him, and it, and mm-hmm. it it really is affecting him. And I I don't know. And then the way they're portraying all the other characters, I found Billy's he's this guy who they're showing him as a guy who he's everybody's kind of martial artist, he's martial, everybody's a martial artist except for him. Yeah, as we know from the originals, and he's in the first couple issues, he doubts himself because he even he even says it in a conversation with Trini in the comic book. He goes, "What do I really give a part to this?" And she goes, "It's your brain. You're you're you help us in in this. Like he actually in this comic book, he's helped fix the Zords and helps them control certain things better like that. Help help them control the Zords better things like that by figuring out the mechanical. And she's trying to convince him that." His brain is what makes him a power ranger, not just his brawn. I, I like that it's telling these stories because like, it's kind of things that in this world now people can kind of like see in themselves, mm-hmm. but not pushing in that cheesy way like they used to push it back in the 90s. Yeah, so the writing's just more mature then. Yeah, I, I find this audience, I don't think would, uh, this comic book, to an extent, I don't think would work on kids now. I find okay. this is. This plays to probably a teenage audience and maybe to that 
audience like me who's looking back at this comic book and reading it, expanded stories on what I loved as a kid. So do you know if this ties into the movie that's been announced for next year? I know. I don't think it, it's actually going to tie into the movie because the movie is going to retell the origin story, same as the comic book series, but they're it's telling it from the right from the beginning. And they haven't. I don't think they, they never cast a Tommy Oliver in the movie, so I know it's just original. They're doing the five originals for this movie. Okay. But they have said for that movie, they they have plans for seven sequels already Holy down on paper. Crap. I don't think to have them fully fleshed out yet. But they said they want to do seven sequels to this movie. That's insane. So you got to think the first one is origin story. Second one I would guess would be Tommy, the introduction right. of Tommy and bringing him in, and then maybe Lord by the end Zed. of the movie. And then I oh that Lord Zed's a I think Lord Zed's probably movie five or six. Because you think they're, they're going to stick with Reader Repulsive for that long? If you actually watch the TV show, Lord Zed didn't come in until mid season two. True, which, which but if, the TV if you, show didn't have to deal with Rita Repulsa in one or two episodes. She dealt, she was in every episode. Yeah, exactly. But like, what That's I'm saying true. is, they sort of dealt with her by the end of season one, and as TV translates to movies, typically a movie is a season. True. Like honestly, I do believe because I don't. They never cast Tommy Oliver, and Tommy Tommy's was like introduced only like a few few episodes into the main series. I, I truly believe like this if you if you kind of think about it as chronological the TV show, this mm-hmm. movie is the first seven or eight episodes of yeah, the first fair. season because it's 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 all it is, is I just I watched the trailer and I looked at it going they they kind of all the kids are in detention which for one I was like okay well they're teenagers with attitude yeah well they're teenagers <laughs> that I understand that but I'm like <laughs> I I still look faithfully to the original series, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed like they were all, everybody's angsty, which I get now. I guess all teenager movies have to be angsty now. I don't understand why, oh. but they are. All hero movies have to be dark now, otherwise they're not good, apparently. <laughs> I, I, I don't get that, but it's Bat- Batman yeah. versus Superman. Well, it's, it's all Christopher <laughs> Nolan turning everything dark, and then Frank Miller writing all the darker stuff mm-hmm. in the late 90s as well, and well, Dark People Knight Returns, that was like that. in the 80s, and he started the dark then. He really started yeah. started the dark then. Then Todd McFarlane with Spawn, I think, was another big influence on dark superheroes. Yeah, so, but that was, more of, that was more of an influence on the anti-hero. That wasn't necessarily... Like, well, I, I'd still say a darker hero, though. Playing yeah, the anti-hero, good. playing the dark hero. But, like, I, I see the... I see. I, I honestly... I think the movie is going to have enough nostalgia factor for this first movie to bring back... The fans like me who were born during that era and were mm-hmm. grew up on that show, I think will come back for this movie. They just got to make a strong movie with that because they, ha- they have Brian Cranston playing Zordon. Yeah. They have five relatively unknowns. One of the one girl playing Kimberly, I know, is a, Di- is a former Disney star. Yeah, they but got Elizabeth Bank as re- Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks Bank. as That was the one when they when they got them like I, I was going really, but then I saw her in the trailer, and I was like, I could buy. I think because it, it's it's a new take on everybody, obviously. Yeah, we know like that Poison Ivy than Rita Repulsa. That's what I I, I literally was like. She reminded me of Poison Ivy. I'm like I'm like this is not my my Rita, but I I gotta learn to love new stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
We're going to move on from comic books and movies, and we're going to start talking now about pro wrestling. Yeah, uh, something that on this on the <laughs> Evidence Sports Podcast Network, we are a big fan of pro wrestling here, and me and Nick both big fans of pro wrestling. And uh, we're going to talk about what happened at Survivor Series, mainly the main event and what's to come from that. Yeah. Now, we had a 90-second squash match. I think it might have been less than that, but it, it was fast. 87, I think. 87. 27 seconds. Really quick. So not like a 90-second yeah. squash match. Brock Lesnar tries to spear Goldberg into the corner – and he still and Goldberg sell it like he's wearing body armor. <laughs> like he literally yeah. took it in there and just kind of stood. Didn't sell it. Just it, it, I don't know. I just don't get me wrong. I liked it because it was it was a surprise. I I don't think anybody expected a ninety second squash. Well, you thought they were gonna give you WWE Goldberg, but they gave you w, WCW Goldberg. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I I never I expect I was hoping for this match to be at most ten minutes. Because anything okay. more than 10 minutes, to me, would have been too long for Goldberg. And I yeah. think they would have had to have – I think you should, they would have had about Goldberg dominating. I would have I would have had a match like where Goldberg dominated for the first couple minutes. Then Brock comes back dominating for a few minutes, doing his Germans, doing – keeping a, a good pace. And then Goldberg coming through in the end, getting his comeback and getting his win. But I this is not what I expected. Not at all. Nick, what are your thoughts on this? You know, I've actually been thinking about it a lot. And the thing is, it's good that they brought back WCW Goldberg, not WWE Goldberg. I agree. And it's not really going to affect Brock's momentum as long as he wins the blow-off. So, you know, when he was back in WCW, Goldberg was crushing guys like Hulk Hogan in like a minute and a half. And didn't hurt them any. They were fine. True. And so... Cool. Hey, Hogan was more popular, I think, after he dropped about the Goldberg than he was before. I think yeah. he got actually big. Like, he got more and more momentum because he was, everybody was building, wanting that rematch. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too, is people don't necessarily want to see the conqueror, Brock Lesnar, the killer of the streak and all these other things. They want to see almost, not necessarily humanized, but they want to see him sort of have to fight for something. They don't want to walk into something supposing he's just going to take it no matter what. Because ever, like, ever, ever since he beat, like, beat Taker, I've, every time I see Brock Lesnar, I'm like, he's going to win. He's going to yeah. win. He's going to win. It's, there's ne- I haven't felt like... Yeah, he was... Yeah. I just, I've been... I've been, le- it's been I think, and that's what... I think his specialty is kind of... Yes, he's the conquering beast, but I think it's his specialty, special factor has kind of gone away because of, he keeps winning. Yeah, so I think a loss is, gave it to him. Exactly. So as it is now for their pay-per-views, Goldberg's 2-0. to zero. And I really don't think that 2-0 to zero matters really in the long no, run because for most in fans... In terms of storyline, it's 1-0. Really. And for a lot of fans right now, it's 1-0 because... Like there, yes, there. There's fans of my generation that go back, but really, do we do we honestly does that match in 2004 really matter to what's happening now? It does to me. Yeah, <laughs> it's still really you, isn't it? Isn't it? But it, it doesn't. Not fake, shut up. <laughs> no, but um, it, 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 I don't think it really. To me, with what we're seeing now, it's one and zero. If you really think about it. But to me, this this sort of matchup isn't about who's going to win 
in terms of majority of victories. It's going to be about who wins the blow off, and it's going to happen who, WrestleMania. Who's victorious bet. in the end? Yeah, like so who comes? Me, up, who who wins? Not who who won the battles? Who won the war? I'd rather see Goldberg go over every time, and then at the very end at WrestleMania, see Brock Lesnar take him down, and then Brock Lesnar's in a better position to give somebody a good, uh, give a younger guy the rub, right? Oh, I agree a hundred percent. And like for me, my buildup, if you're you're going back, if you're going to do Lesnar and Goldberg at WrestleMania, which they, I don't, I don't see any reason why they shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I actually, I, I, what I hope is you see that them both entered into the Rumble. What I would like to see versus, I don't know what you want. I'd like to see Goldberg come out at say number ten. Get he get hits a couple couple crates and jackhammers. Gets I say two to three eliminations. Make him look strong. You know what I mean. Have him not not yep. got a couple of then Brock Lesnar comes out not at not as an entrant yet comes out throws him out of the rumble and you know Brock getting his like you know Brock's pissed Brock doesn't like him he doesn't want to see him win so he tosses him out and runs off say then Brock comes out I say between twenty six and thirty somewhere maybe not thirty but between twenty six and twenty nine comes out. And gets down. It gets down to him and maybe two other people. And out comes Goldberg. Goldberg eliminates him. And then you can and you can have your final two with whoever guys you pick. But then that serves as more motivation for Brock, I think. And then Goldberg saying, "No, no, we're doing this again. I'm not letting you win. I'm not letting you take a title. You got to face me." Kind of feel. I think to me that's how I'd set it up. What do you? How how would you would you want to do? Because we all know Goldberg's in the rumble. Yeah. No, How would think, you do this? I think your way would work pretty well, but to me, it's almost more about because the Rumble is the big, the big pay per view before WrestleMania. Like, there's not another major one before. Yeah, just to have, just to, the come the branded ones. Whatever the brand ones are, yeah. Who cares about those as far as this storyline goes? Yeah. But the way that I see it is more Brock lobbies for an early spot, maybe even spot one. Puts in some good offense, knocks out like a considerable number of people. Maybe even tries to go for the record. Go go one one to thirty and and get more eliminations in Rome. Not even necessarily one to thirty. I don't even know if he cares about his own survival so much as showing his strength again because he's pissed, right? He just wants to knock as many guys out of the rumble as possible. Exactly, like he's seeing guys, and instead of going in to help the guy and get an elimination, he's taking the other guy's angles and trying to toss them both. Like he's just furious, right? Yeah. And so then I want to see Goldberg come out in the later half, like maybe 20. And okay. I want to see Goldberg and Brock just go at it, right? Just absolute, you know, no moves, just brawl. Okay, just, just back and forth punches and kicks. Just beating the hell out of each other in the middle of the ring while other guys are sort of off to the side going, I'm not getting involved in that. Yeah, well, it makes sense. And then once they brawl for a bit. They'll do a double elimination. Maybe one of them's going over and bear hugs the other guy and takes him with him or something like that. Okay. And then they just absolutely tear apart the side, uh, the outside of the ring. Like they're just beating each other down. Like maybe use a table spot if they want to go through a announce, Spanish I, announce I just, table. Yeah, Spanish announce table. That's it. But like you know, maybe even do it in a fresh way. Have Goldberg spear Brock Lesnar and break it from the front instead of the top. Like that could work. Do it in a really like Im- like physically impressive way and make them both come out looking like they can just absolutely go for days. Maybe a spear off the stage into some tables that are set up around the stage. Could be even just through the barricade, whatever works, right? Oh, that'd be nice. Right, like you know that barricade section they have for where the ring bell is. Yeah, the rounded it, one. It's it's or is that because they got that corner. You have the where the the and then you have that corner where you can where JoJo or whoever sits in. 
you, you, you spear him through that part of the barricade. Because, again, you don't want to go into the audience because risk hurting audience fans, you know, yeah. don't want to do that. But if you On get the these, same vein, though. Same vein, though. They could put some audience plants in the front row, and then they could pound them through a, a section of the wall that's not usually done. Very true. Very possibly true. more shocking and impressive, right? Very true. Or you can just use that rounded corner where, you know, it's always open. It is possible. Yeah. I, I mean, bring that, up bring up three or four NXT prospects and put them right through one of the side panels, not even through the corner. Actually, that's people like, wouldn't expect that, right? That would actually be pretty good. Yeah, I like that. I actually, I really like that one. So yeah, because that just creates like a viable threat and a reason to buy WrestleMania if that's what you're looking for. But but uh, right there, and though, then have Brock go over. But right there, they're already fighting, so everybody would like. I I would have won that fight right away if that was if they were fighting that much. That's the only thing I would say wrong with that because i would want that fight right away because then you got to mm-hmm. hold off for two more months yeah but they can always do you know take it back to attitude era version of build where they just mess with each other's stuff could you know there's there's lots of ways they could but build it that you, would allow like a you could you, you go that. a couple weeks without them being on the show too like it's me weeks where neither one is there yeah and, and Heyman is a really good factor for that because he'd come out cut promos and then and Goldberg could send his promos in too. He could just do a promo at home, and for yeah. the weeks where they're not going to be there, and then have Heyman show up for the weeks that Brock isn't going to be there. Have him keep Brock in that program in our heads, but don't push it too hard. Yeah, or even even just do a kayfabe injury. Nah, I wouldn't take, do take the injury. Take one of them out for a month, and then have him be like, "I'm better now," and then have a few brawls leading up, and then do it. Ah, that could work. I just don't think anybody would would even buy an injury at that point. Because then you, oh, you, cause if, if, if they do anything at, at Royal Rumble to set up for a match at WrestleMania, everybody knows it's WrestleMania. Yeah. So if they do a fake injury, everybody knows he'll be, he'll be ready in time for WrestleMania. It's, it's, it's a program. And, you know, I bet you, I bet you that uh, part of the reason the squash match even happened as, as quickly as it did was to make sure that Goldberg wasn't hurt. Oh, I, I agree. They wanted to see how he could go in the ring, right? And I've heard rumors that he was hurt, but I've Meltzer reported there was no injury to Goldberg. It's just the way they wanted to go for what they're coming with down the down the line. Yeah, and it's I I think it, it lets Goldberg take two more months to get get in real good shape for the Rumble too. Yeah, he was actually really impressive looking. I I was surprised he came out as as strong as he like. As physically fit looking as he did. Oh, don't get me wrong. He looks fit, but I worry about cardio because yeah. dude hasn't wrestled in 12 years. Yeah, that's true. 13, and come next month, that'll be 13 years next next March. Mm-hmm. So he, I, I, I hope for the next two months he's doing nothing but, you know, keep his weights up but do a lot of cardio because he wants – he, for for especially if he goes into the rumble and they're gonna have him in there for a good chunk of time, he mm-hmm. needs that cardio, and especially oh, yeah. if he, if they're gonna do a, a a proper match with Lesnar or Mania, he needs that cardio. And don't get me wrong, yeah. I think Lesnar needs better cardio because I've seen him in those match man, matches, man. He gasses early. That's fair. Yeah, but I then think, again, I think he was the big never. Blow-off wouldn't ever be any more than fifteen minutes, anyways. Oh, though. if if you go more, even in the blow off, I don't think you should go more than ten. Fair, just yeah. just to protect Goldberg, because if you remember from Goldberg 2003 to 2004, his first match in with Rock 
was yeah. way too long. It, it yeah. went like 15 minutes, and I think that's what killed his momentum right there. We lost a lot of momentum with that that match. Oh, yeah. If they had brought him in, had him just destroy the rocket a minute and a half, two minutes, could you just imagine the momentum he would have had going down the line? Yeah. Versus what he had just trotting away down the line versus speeding down the line like he did. You know, that, that's me, though. Yeah. But I think that's going to do it for us here on the first edition of Geeking It. Nick, I want to thank you so much for coming on and doing this show with me. Oh, thanks for having me. So if anybody wants to contact contact us about this show, you can contact me on Twitter at that Canada guy. Again, I want to thank everybody for listening. Thank you, Nick, for being part of this with me, and we will be back again, definitely, right? All right. Yeah, absolutely. Talk some more geek stuff down the road. For sure. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening.